Welcome from Victim to Victory to our podcast. I am Miss Mary, your host and holistic wellness coordinator. Our mission is to share good news. You are not a victim. You are victorious. You can live a full, good life victoriously. We help people navigate from victim to victory by empowerment, encouraging you to live your best life. Simply put, encouragement and empowerment are our business. And this is what we do. Greetings and welcome from Victim to Victory to our first podcast. I am Miss Mary, your host and holistic wellness coordinator. Our mission is to share good news. You are not a victim, you are victorious, and you can live a full, good life victoriously. We help people navigate from victim to victory by empowerment through education, which we will be doing on this weekly podcast, our holistic wellness events, services, and our online resource center, encouraging you to live your best life by possessing the holistic approach, feeding spirit, mind, body, and making it a lifestyle. Simply put, Encouragement and empowerment are our business, and this is what we do. Thank you for tuning in or linking in to our very first podcast. I don't know if that is the correct terminology for a podcast or not. So let me just tell you, especially if you're just joining me for the first time ever. Those of you that know Miss Mary already know. I have shared and I'm not knowledgeable about all this wonderful technology. I've shared that several times, many times, and uh, these different social media platforms I don't know too much about. But I do know that From Victim to Victory kicked off on a teleconference in July 2017 on Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. And that is our platform that we used since our existence. And now we are here. Praise God. I am so excited. I am ecstatic. Now before we do anything else, let me take it to the throne of grace for a conversation with our Heavenly Father. Dear Father, thank you once again for this awesome day for blessing us to see another day father god i'm so grateful father thank you for bringing us this far lord blessing us to be on this podcast i know that you're doing new things and you're doing awesome and wonderful things father god and i'm excited about i even though i don't know what you have planned but i know once again father god you're amazing and whatever it is is good and so father thank you for choosing me to be the facilitator and father thank you for everyone all the listeners father god and we just thank you father god for what you're gonna take us and where you're gonna go lord we pray that it does not fall on deaf ears lord we know that your word goes out father god and it does not return void father so bless each listener father god that it will pack many lives father god and it would be shared father we just praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for Dorcas being here with me, Father. And I know, Father God, you're going to use her mightily. Father God, bless her and her family. Father, bless each and every one, Father God. And we thank you, God. And we praise you, honor you, and we give it all back to you, Father God, because it's all about you. It's not about me, Father God, but it's glorifying and doing your will. Let us do your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much, Dorcas, for your patience. Thank you for being with us. Uh, Before I introduce you and turn it over to you for our blessing, because I'm looking forward to, I know once again that uh, we're going to be blessed with this great teaching, but I got to plug this in. I shared earlier that uh, I don't know that much about this technology and this social media thing. I had listened to some podcasts, but I can't even remember when the last time that was. So when I was 
presented with the idea of moving from the teleconference to this podcast, I did what I normally do. And anything relating to technology, what I used to do is call up my oldest son, Sean, and ask him. Because uh, he is the technology expert in the family. He had already given me everything that I needed for the podcast, but I didn't even realize what I had. I had been entertaining the idea of doing the teleconference and Facebook Live simultaneously, but um, I was told that I needed some more equipment. Plus, I kept dragging my feet because I really don't like cameras of any kind on me, whether it's taking pictures or doing videos. Anyway, I'm going to try to make this long story short, but if you know me, my stories are usually long, even the short ones. <laughs> but, but it would dog as you know. But <laughs> you know that's the truth. But it would be remiss to be if I did not take the time to acknowledge and thank my oldest son, Sean. Not just because he's my son. And please don't think I'm bragging because I don't brag off of any man mankind at all the only bragging i do is on almighty god and yes i could say i'm bragging on the gifts and talents he has given my son sean has literally put this whole station together including training me and i tell you that alone is a job i know (laughs) of course the jury's still out on that one I have already told you I am illiterate when it comes to technology. However, I had a great teacher, and this podcast is going to be amazing. I have Sean's great training to help me. And, uh, of course, my heavenly posse, who I am dependent on, (laughs) the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, all the heavenly hosts and angels. So (laughs) we're going to do this thing. Anyway, Sean has worked so diligently to set up this podcast and make sure everything is perfect. Uh, For example, he bought another microphone stand. He said, I'm bringing you another microphone stand, Mom. He said, I don't like this one. And I thought, like, what's wrong with it? I I thought everything was fine. Only problem I had was keeping, you know, he kept telling me to keep. uh, He he said, "Uh, Mom, speak in the mic, speak in the mic. And he was very patient during all my training sessions. Um, at one time, like I said, I thought I was the problem. And then we had a problem with my phone, which I definitely know I needed that for the podcast and make it happen. So um, I saw him get a little frustrated with that. And it did take a minute for him to come up with a solution for it. But he resolved it and the issue, uh, as I knew he would, so kudos to Sean. Now I'm almost done, but I'll be doing some ads, plugs, commercials, or whatever y'all want to call them. So this is Sean's. He is an entrepreneur with over 10 years experience in camera, film, editing, videoing, and producing. That's his business. So if you have an event or you're doing a project and you need someone to have help you catch your catch you those priceless moments sean bonner is your man and he has great work ethics and i'm going to give you his um his website address so you can go and check out his great work it's www.seanbarnermedia.com once again that's www.seanmedia.com so go check him out and uh, he had um once again a great example uh with um as i said great work ethics and um he values his work and of course he puts his best effort into it and i am so proud to say that about both of my sons so i want to get make sure i get that in and let you know um they had a great example to follow. I'm speaking of their father and mom too, but more so their dad. He was a hard worker, a perfectionist, and very thorough. And he put his best into whatever he did. And when he finished, 
whatever it was, it was good. You weren't just getting any old thing or something to just say, okay, it's done. As I watch Sean set up and prepare for the podcast, that's who he reminded me of. And um, not just the podcast, but on all that. I've worked with Sean. He's worked with me on several projects. And um, so, you know, that's that's Sean. That's the way he works. That's his, his uh, work ethic. And so um, it's a great legacy that uh, for a father to leave uh, the, his children. And so that's what I see in both of my sons. So I am truly... Um, very proud of them and grateful to God. I always say, and I say that often, that um, God says our children are our gifts uh, from him and our rewards. And so he has truly blessed us with with great um, great gifts and great rewards. So I thank you once again for um, Sean. And God placed this on my heart to do that. This first podcast um, will be... Um, to Sean and Ryan, um, dedicating to them in honor and memory of their father, uh, Chauncey Anthony Bonner, November the 12th, 1957, and he made his transition in October 1st, 2019. May God be, may God receive all the glory and may Chauncey rest in peace. So we praise God who is large and in charge. So, all right, all right, all right. Um, no, we have um, that once again. We just want to dedicate this first podcast to Chauncey Anthony Barner. So, Dorcas, I am excited about this finale uh, of this podcast. My dear sister, Dorcas Marie King, I am so glad to have you with us on this podcast once again um and you know god would have it because you know dorcas when i asked you back in october i think it was to join us on the teleconference to bless us with the great teaching um on the anointing and oil i had no idea that i would be here with you ending on our first telecast because we were planning on the teleconference. I didn't even have any idea about doing a podcast. And so we are making history, my dear sister. I can't believe, but God is, uh, he is, (laughs) he is awesome. So um, let me introduce you, Dorcas, so you can get your marvelous teaching um, in here. I'm so excited. So let me tell you a little bit, listeners. Um, before I introduce Dorcas, though, I want to tell you this is an educational podcast. Uh, that's what we do. So grab a pen, pencil, or paper, tablet, or whatever you take notes on. Because, uh, once again, we are educating. So um, let me tell you a little bit about Dorcas. And I want to thank Dorcas again for um, her patience with us. And um, now Dorcas has quite a bio, so I, I sort of just highlighted some things. <laughs> so um, Dorcas was called into ministry at the age of 16 while attending Evangelistical Faith Vision Ministries. She was licensed through the organization for a number of years while a member of EFVM. Dorcas developed her gifts of teaching and speaking. Dorcas later became a member of Truth and Life Ministries and served in a number of capacities from Sunday school teacher to finance director. She served faithfully on the board of Truth and Life Ministries, Inc. and Love and Family Empowerment, Inc. for more than five years. Dorcas was never considered herself a minister, but she does acknowledge that she has a testimony which allows her to minister to people in her own unique way. While most of her background is rooted in the Pentecostal church, Dorcas does not rely on religion or doctrine to demonstrate God in her life, but the service and the love she has developed because of the personal relationship she has with him. 
a love drawn from knowing who she is because of his love. After suffering physical abuse as a child, bullying in school, and attempting suicide, God has opened doors to allow her to share her testimony to anyone who will listen of how prayer, patience, and perseverance can bring anyone to a place of power and peace. So I introduce to you Miss Dorcas Marie King. Thank you, Dorcas. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to kick off and be the first speaker, participant on the podcast. And we just pray that God will continue to grow the ministry and grow um, what you do because it is necessary in in the world and just to have some, you know, this resource where people understand and can be educated, not just um, in their spiritual walk, but just in their everyday walk, because we are spirit, soul, and body. And if we don't nourish all three of those components, then one of the components is not going to be strong and it's not going to thrive. So we're just grateful for what Victim to Victory offers in the world. And we just pray that God will continue to allow it to grow and blossom and become everything that God wants it to become. And so again, thank you again, Miss Mary. And so I just want to um, kind of just thank God for a moment and just bless him for just being who he is and just allowing me the opportunity because I don't take it lightly. Anytime people um, ask me to come or ask me to say something or speak, because when we, say things and represent God, we we are held accountable for those things that we say and we represent. So I take it very seriously, and I just um, give God all the honor and the glory that he can trust me and that he has allowed me this space and this time. And so I just want to say how much I love him, I adore him, and I just magnify him. I decrease that he increase and that each of you will be blessed by what I have to say, that God has to say through me, and that it will be something that you can use and that you can grow from and you can put it in your soil and allow you to become a better saint and become a better Christian. And, and if you're not a Christian to open up your eyes to allow you to get to know who God really, really, and truly is. So again, I just thank God for just being who he is and thank him for the opportunity and thank Miss Mary for just letting God use her in the way that he does. So what we have been talking about for the last um, few sessions was um, the title of the session was The Anointing and Oil. And just to kind of recap, the basis of the discussion has been about the use of oil and how people use um, anointed oil in the church and, and, and those types of things. Now, just to kind of recap some of the historical background, Oil was actually used in biblical Old Testament times for a lot of different things. It is still actually used today, but it was primarily used historically in biblical times as a way they used it to bless, um, as a blessing, to you know, to bless people, um, to to um, ask ask God to um, grant them and prosper them. It was also used um, when people were going to transition as part of the um, burial rites. Um, but it was most commonly used to sanctify or set apart an item or a person for God's purpose. And that's what we kind of um, think about anointing oil when we think about it today. So the, um, the original formula, there is an actual formula. Now, most people don't use this formula, but it was it, God gave Moses an original formula to use to actually create the oil. And you can find that in Exodus. It's in the 30th, 30th chapter, and it's the 22nd through the 25th verse. And at this time, God spoke to Moses and had Moses to um, anoint. He created the oil. He gave him the recipe, and he created the oil. And he was to use the oil to anoint, like, the tent where they were going to have meetings, where the, where the Israelites were going to have meetings, um, the things that they were going to use for the meeting, the things like the um, altar and the, and, the, and the different chalices and the cups and all the things that 
were supposed to be set aside and consecrated for God. He also instructed Moses to anoint Aaron and Aaron's sons because they were going to be the first priests of the um, Israelites once they had left Egypt and they were beginning to establish their own community. So the main purpose that we kind of think about oil is when we talk, when we think about that oil used be separate us or to consecrate us for God's use and God's purpose. Now, one of the other things that we talked about is most people in modern times usually use, tend to use olive oil. And so one of the things that we talked about is how the natural process of getting the oil from olives is similar to the process that God uses to get oil out of us. And when I say oil out of us, I'm talking about the actual anointing um, that God has placed in us. And so, so we talked about that. We talked about how the oil had to be cleaned up. It had to be separated and had all the branches and the dirt removed from it. And we think about that's how God has to do us. He has to bring us out of those grimy situations that we're in. And he has to clean us up and, and he separates us from all of that filth um, in the, in the first initial stages. And then we talked about how after it goes through that, then it goes through this crushing and this pressing and this kind of just, um, milling process to get it to its fiber. And we talked about how that's where God, a lot of times we are, we look at our lives and we are actually in the middle of a press or we in, we feel like we're going through a circumstances that's breaking us and it's tearing us down. But that's just God trying to get us down to our fiber, to our core, to the, to the part that's really and truly us and really and truly him so he can get that oil out of us. And then we talked about how that oil has to go through this, what is called a, a, um, a relaxing program process. And it basically um gets put or integrated in with some with other um oils and it kind of starts to mix together and we talk about how once God gets us clean and and gets us broken then he uh, he starts to put us in situations and put people around us to help us build us up and help us get to where we need to be and then once that's done all that's done and we go through the separation, then we have the oil that we can use and we can go out into the earth. And so it, it was just amazing how that natural process of getting oil from olive is just similar to how God does us, how he, we go through this pressing. And then once we go through this pressing and we go through this rebuilding process. And then once we are back, you know, to the point where God can use us, he sends us out into the earth to be oil in the earth. And, one of the um and then once we become oil in the earth one of the things we talked about last session is about being sent we talked about how there were some imposters there were these seven sons of famous they were famous or should i say high standing priests in the jewish community and so they basically saw how paul and the other disciples were going around casting out demons. They were using oil to cast out demons. So they thought that they wanted to imitate that. And they came upon these demons. And the demon was in someone. And then basically the demon began to speak to them. And they were like, be gone, demon. And the demon pretty much was like, who are you? And he told the demon begins to speak to these seven individuals and say, Hey, Jesus, we know Paul, we know, but who are you? And because they didn't have the identity identity of, of God in their lives, they didn't have the anointing in their lives. Then that demon actually jumped into them and began to beat them and begin to and uh, just abuse them. And the fact of the matter is, is, that's one of the things that once God gives us the oil, then it is our responsibility to go out and use the oil. But you should never go out and use an anointing that God has not given you. So if you are anointed to sing, then sing. If you are anointed to be an usher, be an usher. 
but do what God has called you to do because you don't want to get yourself in a situation where you are using someone else's anointing and you can't get out of that. So those are come some of the things that we've been talking about so far. And what I want to talk about this session is when I was doing the research to teach this, um, this session or this information, when I was at Riverside Baptist Church, I came across a conversation that I thought was really interesting. The interesting conversation was there's an anointing that's in us, and then there's an anointing that's on us. So when we talk about the anointing that's in us, the reference was made by Second Corinthians, the first chapter and the 21st verse. Now, I've read this before. I read it um, initially when we started. I'm going to read it first from the New King James Version. Then I'm going to read it from the Message Bible because I love the way it says it in the Message Bible. But this is Second Corinthians, the first chapter and the 21st verse. And actually, I'm going to do the 21st and the 22nd verse. It says, Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us in God who has who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee and that's the anointing that's in us once we accept Christ in our lives then he gives us a seal that seal is what helps us to be recognized as believers and as people who know God that is the holy spirit once that anointing of the Holy Spirit becomes a part of our lives, then that's the anointing that's in us. And I'm going to read this from the Message Bible. And again, this is Second Corinthians, the first chapter, and this is the 21st, 22nd, through the 22nd verses. And this is in the Message Bible. I love this version, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But it says, whatever God has promised, get stamped with the yes of Jesus. In him, this is what we preach and pray, the great amen. God's yes and our yes together, gloriously evident. God affirms us, making us a sure thing in Christ, putting his yes within us. By his spirit, he has stamped us with his eternal pledge, a sure beginning of what he is destined to complete. And I love that because once Christ is in our lives, once that anointing of the Holy Spirit rests in us, then there is a seal, there's a stamp, there's a guarantee that there is a, a sure beginning of what he is destined to complete. He has an eternal pledge on our hearts. So the conversation was about that anointing that's in us, that seal, that thing that separates us, that thing that lets people know that we are a child of God versus the anointing that's on us. And so the anointing that's on us, that is the anointing that happens when God has specifically called us to a task. When he has said, um, I want you to go forth and preach, or I want you to go forth and minister, or I want you to be on the praise team, or I want you to serve in this capacity in the body of Christ. And understand, I'm not one of those people who believe that serving God always happens within the church walls. Some people, there are people who are called to serve as caregivers. There are people who are called, God has given them the anointing and the ability to serve in our community as politicians and teachers and lawyers and those, those people that God has anointed and called them to do. Your hairstylist, I, I believe my, my hairstylist is called from God. So, I believe that God anoints us all for things in the body of Christ. But when he gives you that anointing, that's an anointing on you to do a specific task or to do a specific job. The anointing that's in us, that seal that says yes, is the thing that the Holy Spirit brings us. So the Holy Spirit does empower us to do the, the, to do the task that God has placed on us or before us. But there's a, a the, the discussion of the in us and the on us was kind of an interesting discussion. And the reason what really made it interesting is because it talked about 
can you, this is the question that it posed, can you have an anointing on you without having an anointing in you? Now, let me say that again. Can you have an anointing on you to do a task and not have an anointing in you? And when I, when I actually heard that, I was just like, how can, how can I not have the Holy Spirit and be anointed? How can I, how can I not have the Holy Spirit and then, you know, and be doing great works and doing these things in the earth? And then God kind of, once I was reading the discussion, you know, God began to reveal, he began to speak to me. And he took me to this passage of scripture. It is Matthew's, the seventh chapter, and the 21st through the 23rd verse. And I'm going to read it from the New King James Version. And this, again, is Matthew's, the seventh chapter, the 21st through the 23rd verse. Now, this is very familiar, and I've heard this said a lot of times, but God, when, when, when this discussion came up, it kind of spoke to me in a different way. So it says, not everyone who says me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. And when when this whole discussion of the anointing being in you versus the anointing being on you was, uh, you know, being discussed when I was going through my studying, I began to realize that there are a lot of people who God had God has called them or he called them to do a thing. He called them to do a task. And in the process of doing this, doing their task or doing the work, they lost the anointing that's in them. And so it began to be their their task began to be more than God. They began to put that task in front of God. And so one of the things when I was teaching about the anointing, we have to be careful to a guard the anointing that's in us. Sometimes we can get caught up in our everyday lives. If I'm supposed to be a caregiver, I'm and we get all beside ourselves and we just get all upset and discombobulated. That's my job. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. And then God might be calling us to move on to another assignment, but we get so caught up in, well, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. That's my, and they, we, that we are not listening to the will of God. So I'm going to read this actual same passage, and I'm going to read it from the Message Bible. And the Message Bible says this, knowing the correct password, saying master, master, for instance, isn't going to get you anywhere with me. This is, this is God, Jesus talking. What is required is serious obedience, doing what my, doing what my father wills. I can see it now at the final judgment, thousands strutting up to me saying, Master, we preached the message. We bashed the demons. Our God-sponsored project had everyone talking. I'm going to read that again. It says, we preached the message. We bashed the demons. Our God-sponsored project had everyone talking. And do you know what I'm going to say to them? You missed the boat. All you did was use me to make yourself important. You don't impress me one bit. You are out of here. And so I want to encourage everyone. Once you are called and God has given you your assignment and he has sent you on your way, you have to do everything. That's why these podcasts, that's why going to your local church and going um, to prayer meetings and being involved with people who are going to enrich your lives and who are going to encourage your spirit. Because what you don't want to happen is when that final day you stand before Christ 
and the anointing that's supposed to be in you, the anointing that's supposed to be the seal, the anointing that's supposed to be the thing that says you belong to God has diminished because the, uh, you allowed the anointing or the call that was on your life to become more than what was on the inside of you. You don't want to be at, walk up to God and say, well, I bashed demons and I had these God-sponsored projects and I preached and I did all this stuff. And then Jesus say to you, I know you not because you don't have that, that seal that, that we were talking about in second Corinthians. That's yes. That seal that comes with the Holy spirit being in you. So regardless of what the anointing on you for the task or the assignment, you have got to guard the anointing that's in you. You have got to make sure that your spirit is constantly nurtured, that you are staying in touch with God, that you are on your knees. Do not do not ever allow the task that you have to overtake who you are really supposed to be. You are a child of God. You are a servant, and you are here to do your Father's will. Not your will, not your glory, no one else's. Like Miss Mary was saying about her son, she brags on the gift that God gave her son. Not that her her son, he's talented, but she understands that God gave those gifts. So she brags on God and how he is using, being used in her son's life. And so... While oil is very, you know, it, it, nothing in the Bible, because we, it, nothing in the Bible says that we can't use anointed oil, and that oil it can't be used in 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 the capacity of prayer, in the capacity, because it talks about it in James, if someone is sick, bring them before the elders of the church and let them lay hands with oil. So oil is is okay, but what we have to understand is that the authority and the use of the oil can only happen when we have a relationship, a relationship. And I can't say that enough, a relationship with God. So in whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, may God bless it, may God prosper it. But most of all, may God bless and prosper and strengthen you because you have to have the steel the yes you have to have that it has to be shining bright just like when the virgins in that parable they didn't they didn't have enough oil they needed enough oil so that the holy spirit so that when jesus when the bridegroom comes he can recognize you you don't want him to stand that last day i don't know you and i know we can get caught up in our every day i'm taking care of this person i'm going to work i'm doing this i'm out here i'm i'm putting it in i'm grinding i'm all you doing all this stuff and 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 they could be all things that god has assigned for you to do but if you're not taking the time to nurture your spirit when you're if you're not taking the time to grow that anointing that's in you you're not connecting with that holy spirit when you're if you don't take the time every now and then to just close your eyes and just say father i thank you tell the lord how much you love him how much you appreciate him if you don't take the time when you that that is your driving force that is the thing that keeps you moving in those dark days when you don't know where to go it's the holy spirit that's in you that drives the anointing that's on you and so we have to continue to nurture, continue to listen to the podcast, continue to go to prayer, continue to call up that neighbor and whoever encourages you. Hold that hand of that person who talks to you and helps you. Call on Jesus. Talk to your leaders. Whatever you need to do to keep your spirit in you intact. Because what you don't want to happen is for Jesus, for God to say, Depart from me. I know you not. So that is the last thing that I want to kind of talk about when I talk about anointing oil. I just want you to remember that while oil is just a physical representation of what is supposed to be in you, it's supposed to be flowing out of you. And you can use oil to connect with people just like they used it back in the old days. You can use it to bless people. You can use it to consecrate. We still do that today. But none of that means nothing if there is no relationship behind it, 
if there's no authority behind it that comes from the Holy Spirit that's in you and, and, and you having a call on your life. So for whatever you're doing for God, whatever you want to do for God, just continue to build your relationship with him. That's, I mean, I can't say that enough. Build your relationship with God. Get to know him. Get to really, really know him and allow him to grow in you. And you'll see that he will allow you to do greater and deeper work. So, Father God, we thank you. God, we thank you for your people. We thank you for your word. And, Father God, I hope that this word touches someone. I hope that it ministers them. I hope that they hear you, God, and not me. I hope that they will find a place in their heart to seek you more. And if they don't you know you, God, I hope that they find a place in their heart to get to know you, God. God, I hope this just penetrates and touches and strengthens, God. God, I just thank you because I know that you're doing a great work in each of us. And I know that sometimes we can get caught up in the everyday that we forget that we have to touch bases with you. Sometimes we want to jump up in the morning and get going, and we haven't even said good morning. But, Father, forgive us, God. God, mm-hmm. help us to find that secret place in you. Help us to find that secret place in you, God, so we can continue to grow, so we can not only have a strong spirit in us, but it will begin to permeate so that the anointing that's on us to allow us to do those greater things that you promised that we will be able to do, that people will see you and get the glory, that our inner light will illuminate, God, that people will know exactly who you are, not our will, God, but thy will be done on earth, God. God, we thank you for healing. We thank you for delivering. We thank you for maximizing. We thank you for keeping us in your favor. We thank you for making us the head and not the tail. We thank you for making above and not beneath. God, we thank you for being a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. God, we just thank you. We just thank you for who you are. We love you. We adore you. And we bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That is so powerful, Dorcas. The anointing in us and on us. And when you started and you were saying it, I was like, no, you got to have both. It's got to be in us and it's got to be on us. And then when you went to that scripture, because I was like, yeah, you got to, you know, it's in you. You can't separate the two. But and you brought it out that you really you know people can go and I thought about I I watch um and I see this and it was me at one point in the church we get caught up with um I'm a person that believes um it is very powerful and I know at my church um we have what we call um the gifts class it's it's an education mm-hmm. on having the gifts you know and what your gifts are and to me that is so key because we get caught up a lot of times in church um and i've done it um someone will ask you to do something and um but that may not be and that's what i tell people now i learn how to say no that's what i I know how to say no to church people now you know because once again um, that may be like God gives us all assign. I call them assignments. That's and right. so um, when someone come and ask me to do something, that might not be the assignment for me. I mean, you know, someone that would be somebody's assignment, but that may not be mine. And That's I'm not right. going to do it because Bishop or so-and-so asked me to do it. You know, it's important that we pray and ask God, okay, God, is this the assignment that you want me to do rather than doing it? Because once again, that may not be what God has assigned you to. That may be somebody else's assignment and for somebody else to help them with. So we really have to be... uh, we really have to be careful with that and know once again, because we get, we busy. We always busy, but are we busy at what God will have us to be doing That's in right. his will? So right. it, it is such a powerful, powerful teaching. And once again, I, I know I don't, I don't want to hear God say, get away from me. You don't know That's me because right. we were just busy right. doing something and we missed what he had called us to do. Because we were busy trying to please somebody else and doing what somebody else called us to do, but it wasn't God. 
So uh, once again, thank you so much for pouring into us. And I'm so thankful that um, we got, because I even missed the last session. I remember um, that evening I had planned to come. Because I said, Lord, because I'm going to miss all. I'm going to make it the last one. But I would, got caught. Um, my keys got locked in the trunk of my car. I had a, wow. I had at my workplace. I remember it was veterans because I was preparing for a veterans uh, day uh, luncheon for my veterans at my workplace and was running around trying to get everything done and it was pouring down rain and um i did not make it but as god had planned it you know that you were to come and share this teaching with not only me but many many others so um just praise god and so i am truly thankful for how he's using you and as I said, um, I've been doing my ads and commercials. So Dorcas now, Dorcas is a woman of many gifts and talents. And one of them, and she didn't, normally she's a songbird, but she still, we might, you know, she, she still might give us a, a, a song. But uh, Dorcas <laughs> is a wonderful person, multi-talented and gifted she is, um, if you're looking for a great um, master of ceremony, and she's funny. She have you, She makes a great <laughs> mistress of ceremony. And you'll find out more about From Victim to Victory and what we do um, each podcast. But um, she did serve um, on an event I had. She, I asked her to be the mistress of ceremony and did an awesome job. And I've been to several events. So if you're looking for a great mistress of ceremony, um, she is certainly can do that and of course um you see that she is truly uh gifted in speaking and and um giving the word just blessed um blesses you know she's just a blessing also um always delivering the word um and what she's called to do so just a multi-talented person um and we we are certainly gonna miss her she's supposed to be moving to charlotte she keep telling us but you know she <laughs> it was so funny but it's powering your words i remember um dorcas had gotten a great promotion and um with the transitions going on with her job and she was blessed with the promotion and um so she was talking we were in an event and we happened i happened to be sitting beside her and she was talking to someone else but she said I don't care. She said, well, I don't care. If they, if they send me to, if they ask me to go to Charlotte, I'll go. <laughs> well, I don't know, Dorcas, it was two months later. It wasn't long. Right. <laughs> Dorcas, <laughs> she was on the line telling us about her promotion. <laughs> I remember it came immediately to me. I said, Dorcas, I remember you said that. <laughs> you said that if they asked you to go to Charlotte, you would go. So. <laughs> It is truly power in your words, but um, we just, we're thankful and um, we celebrate you and what God has you to do and what he has planned for you in Charlotte, but um, I'm okay with it. I'm telling people we have this great technology and then one again, once again, Charlotte is not that far away, about three hours I go through Charlotte on the way home, but um, so it just gives me another place to go visit. That's not that far. I can drive to Charlotte. So. <laughs> So whenever she moves to Charlotte, um, but I know she'll be coming back because um, Dorcas is mom and dad and family is here, and she truly uh, loves her family. So I know she'll be coming back, but um, and I'm truly happy um, for you, uh, Dorcas, and um, what you're going to be doing. And um, we're just amazing. We don't know God is, is once again, he's doing new things in, in all of us. So if we just move out the way and just let him have his way, um, we, we, we will go places we never dreamed of. So, but yes, but thank you once again for sharing um, such a powerful um, series. And I'm sorry you all didn't get to hear the others, but you guys got a taste. So you have to invite Dorcas to do that um, at your church or workplace, wherever. Um, I'm sure she will, she will um, be willing to um, accommodate you. Whatever well, God says. Yes, yes, that's right. Whatever God says. Whatever God says. Alrighty, a uh, few announcements, and we're going to be closing out this podcast. 
but um certainly it's the first and certainly it won't be the last i want to um say to you my listeners i really need you to help us out by sharing this podcast link with your family your friends your associates co-workers that are on and off um media I know Sean kept telling me that when he kept saying, he said, Mom, he said, now you got to remember, you got to remember, you got to tell your listeners that they have to um, remind them to to share and, um, you know, tell the listeners to make sure they share a link. Also, um, I'm looking forward to sending the second link um, to you, Conversation with Miss Mary. Uh, So don't forget to listen because you can't, be sharing with somebody else and then you have a listen because that's another that's key so you can give them some of the highlights for them to want to go <laughs> listen so make sure you listen and um please um share it with um you know your your um everybody just share it um we want this to, to this great word once again is powerful um to be shared and um Next week, now next week, I'm going to give you a little tidbit. You want to be with us. I'm going to have another one of my sisters, and we're going to have a conversation on um, what relates to taxes. And so we know this is the season. You know it's the season. Some to be jolly. Some are going to be jolly, and some are not. It sort of all depends. So uh, there's a lot of changes that you really need to know about, and some that your employers are not even telling you about. But you need to know. So tune in next week um, for a conversation with Miss Mary and Lisa Larry White, who's a CPA, um, and gain some more wisdom uh, relating to your taxes and also how to save money, which is a part of learning how to live victorious a victorious life. So you don't want to miss that either. Um, so get this podcast, listen and share it, and sounding off until next week. I'm Miss Mary with From Victim to Victory, your host and holistic wellness coordinator. Peace and blessings galore, everyone. Share the link. Remember, teamwork makes the dream work. All right. Love you all. Be blessed.